Traveling. Traveling has been part and parcel of our history and our culture as a collective mankind ever since the dawn of recorded time. On this episode, I'll discuss the various philosophies that I hold about culture and talk about the different things that I feel that will make any travel much better and much more meaningful. So this episode is really Travel Philosophy 101 with Ilun. Hi, I'm Ilun. Thanks for downloading this episode of the first season of Ilun Audio Tours Singapore. This podcast offers reviews, tours, news and commentaries about Singapore. Travelling through Singapore just got easier. Please, do subscribe on iTunes and rate this podcast and leave your review while you're there. Help spread the word. Thanks. If you like the show, send me feedback at universalssfan at gmail.com or leave a comment at the blog at yilun tours.blogspot.com That's iluntours.blogspot.com It is things like this that spurs me on. Thank you. So, to start this episode off, let's talk about why travel. You know, why spend so much time out of your own country, spend so much money, and be tired, be exhausted after a trip, uh, when you can sit you know, comfortably at your couch and just watch movies. Why travel, really? Uh, for me, traveling is really a way for us to see the world, to know that our culture, uh, our nation is not the only nation in the world, and there's a vast diversity of cultures and nationalities out there. That is something very enriching for me to just go out and experience. It is also a way for me to learn. I mean, it's some of the best ways to learn history uh, is by traveling, you know, traveling to the different uh, locations and learning firsthand on how uh, our current world is being shaped by the different things that, are, that has happened in the different countries. It is also for, a, a way for me to venture out of my comfort zone. It's a way for me to seek adventure and to seek excitement uh, from a rather monotonous and routine life in the city. But on a more philosophical level, it is also a celebration of life and a celebration of the diversity of life. Uh, I can travel to see the different people there are and to share the joy and to interact with them uh, when I travel. It is something that is really joyful and basically makes my day. It also creates some of the most treasured pieces of memory that I have. Traveling is also a way to escape, a way to leave all your troubles, all your assumptions, all your current life behind and to start and to basically lead a new life for, you know, that few weeks that you're abroad and be a different person and 
see a different part of the world. What should your approach to travel be like? Well, for me, I believe that travel should be fuss-free. We should travel as light as possible and leave our lives behind and leave our lives back at our native country and to basically be a different person during our journeys. It is a way for us to escape and a way for us to learn and to experience different things and to put ourselves in a, a different situation. You need to be open-minded and to enjoy a fuss-free experience during traveling. Traveling is about the experience. It is not about what you take, you know, photos, uh, objects, artifacts. It's not about what you buy and it is not about how you pamper yourself, but it's about what you learn and what you experience. In fact, one of the best ways to travel is to backpack. Backpacking allows you, or should I say it forces you, to do away with all the luxuries that you normally enjoy during traveling, and it forces you to open up your senses and open up your mind into finding different ways to experience traveling. It brings you closer to the ground. It brings you much closer to the location. Once you backpack and travel, once you go from one place to the other, you know, staying in sinful lodges and not pampering yourself in big uh, international branded hotels, once you experience the different local restaurants and local food stalls without pampering yourself at those international chains you know, food chains or uh, luxury restaurants, that's when you actually experience and that's when uh, you actually open the door to that region's culture. Well, we all know that backpacking has its challenges, but I'm very convinced that the benefits of backpacking outweighs the many challenges that it poses. So even if you don't backpack, I mean, if you're lugging, you know, if you bring your kids around, uh, it's definitely not recommended to backpack in case your kids throw a tantrum or, or something. So, but you, you'll still be able to bring in the spirit of uh, backpacking, to bring the spirit of not pampering yourself, the spirit of connecting with the ground and just opening up your mind and taking in all the experiences that are happening around you. That is sufficient enough to make traveling a magical thing. The importance of traveling light cannot be overemphasized. Traveling with a bulky luggage restricts your movement. It creates a barrier between you and the country. It is in a sense, a physical handicap where you have to lug your entire luggage around and visit the places. It also creates lots of trouble with your hotel room. You put your shampoo here, you put your clothes there, and in the end, you find great difficulty trying to pack everything back into that luggage and stuff everything else back and return home. It's always important to travel light and to pack light. You just bring about your essentials. Really, you travel to escape. You travel to enjoy yourself. You don't travel 
to bring your entire life with you. You don't travel to bring your entire house, your collection, your everything with you. You travel to learn and to escape. So always, always keep in mind and remember, travel light. Pack light. Just bring the essentials. Now let me show a few of this piece of stand-up comedy by one of my all-time favourite stand-up comedians, George Carlin. He says, Sometimes you leave your house to go on vacation. And you're going to take some of your stuff with you. You're going to take about two big suitcases full of stuff when you go on vacation. You're going to take a smaller version of your house. It's the second version of your stuff. And you're going to fly all the way to Honolulu. Gonna go across the continent, across half an ocean to Honolulu. You get down to the hotel room in Honolulu and you open up your suitcase and you put away all your stuff. Here's a place for this, put a little bit of stuff there, put some stuff here, put some stuff there, and you put your stuff there, and I'll put some stuff here, and here's another place for stuff. Look at this, I'll put some stuff here. And even though you're far away from your home, you start to get used to it. You start to feel okay because after all, you have your stuff with you, right? I mean, there's nothing can go wrong when you have your stuff with you. Well, that's when your friend calls you up from Moi and says, Hey, why not come over the, uh, for the weekend and spend a couple of nights over here? Oh no, what do I do? Pack? Right, you're gonna pack even a smaller version of your stuff. The third version of your house. Just enough stuff to take to Maui for a couple of days. Well, you get over to Maui, I mean, you're really getting extended now. When you think about it, you have got your stuff all the way back on the mainland, you got stuff on another island, and you got your stuff on this island. I mean, supply lines are getting longer and harder to maintain. You get over to your friend's house in Maui, and he gives you a little place to sleep, you know, a little bit right next to his windowsill or something. You put your stuff there. You put your stuff here, you put your stuff everywhere. You've got your nail clippers, you put everything up. It takes about an hour and a half. But after a while, you feel okay and say, all right, I've got my nail clippers, I've got my stuff, I must be okay. That's when your friend says, hey, I think we'll go over to the other side of the island and visit a pal of mine and maybe stay over. Oh no, now what do you pack? Right. You're going to pack even a smaller version of your stuff, the fourth version of your house. Only the stuff you're really going to need. You know, money, keys, comb, wallet, lighter, hanky, pens, smoke, rubber, change. Well, only the stuff you hope you're going to need. So that really shows you how ridiculous it is to pack with all the stuff that you want to bring about. So just bring the essentials and it will really serve you well. So now I'll be talking about the various things uh, of note when sightseeing as a traveller. Travelling, seeing the place, you need to be a local. Live life as a local just for that few days when you stay there. Talk to the people, live with the people, understand their cultures. Talk to them, really. I cannot overemphasize. You need to communicate and to talk to them, even if it's just sign language, even if it's just 
a few broken phrases of their local language. You will have to talk and to communicate with them. That's the only way that you're going to learn and to learn about the insights of the culture that you're experiencing. You know, even though I'm saying guidebooks and everything, they can tell you, they can give you an insight to the culture, but it's still not enough. It's really that personal touch, that personal kind of talking and experiencing with them that really sets the experience unique and really allows you to learn as much as you want from them. You know, extroverts really have the most fun when they travel. So don't be shy. Talk to willing locals. But that being said, I must offer a caveat over here. You need to differentiate between people who are out to just earn your tourist dollar and people who are willing to actually share information with you. When you find the locals who are willing to share, when you dig down a bit away from the main tourist drag, you'll find warm and lovely locals who are just so proud of their culture and willing to share it with you. And also, not only that, but they're also willing to learn from you. So it's the exchange that takes place, the exchange that makes this experience unique. So just be able to dig down and instead of just seeing the surface, seeing you know those tourists, those vendors who cater to tourists, your guide and all that, you need to dig down and talk to locals. They can offer you a completely different and much better insight into the culture and the place that you're experiencing. And of course, that being said, living as a local for that few days, you've got to really experience their culture. So do as the locals do. For example, when we went once to an Indian restaurant, uh, we, had, we made it a conscious decision that we're going to eat with our hands and do it as the way the locals do and enjoy the food with the same kind of procedure and the same way that the locals enjoy it. And ultimately, it was a much more fruitful and much more fulfilling experience using our hands and eating all the different Indian delicacies. And thinking back, if we had used the forks and spoons, uh, it will definitely be a very clumsy experience and I'm quite sure we won't be able to experience the whole aspect of that Indian food culture. One of my major guiding philosophies when traveling is to kick away all assumptions is to leave everything that I thought was and that I learned back at home and to bring a completely open mind overseas. I find that this helps a lot in helping me understand and to make the best out of my experience. What this does is to open yourself up and not wall yourself in and close yourself in inside your own little box. I feel that this helps me to open up and to connect with the locals, to learn what they have to offer, to find out what we lack and what we can learn from them, and to find out how different they are and how good they are in their difference. You know, that no culture is worse or better than any other. 
we're just different. We're just different in ways. Perhaps our economic development status is different. Perhaps our position as uh, in the global stage is different. But our cultures, what our ancestors left for us, what they devised, what they created, that is universal. It may exist in different forms, but none is better or worse. None is more superior or inferior as compared to the other. We'll just have to be open and to learn and to just kick away and to throw away all of our assumptions that we have, all that we learned back at home, all that we accept as reality or as the way of life back at home, and just completely open up our mind, open up our eyes to what we see in our travels. I mean, seriously, to think of it, there is no point in traveling and bringing in all your prior assumptions and all your uh, prior ways of thinking. You know, traveling is really about learning and experiencing a different life. Then what's the point if you're closed to traveling, if you're uh, walled off by your assumptions? So it's best for all of us to just clear our assumptions and experience things as it is, without judging, without commenting, and without comparing. Uh, I have one personal story that really changed how I hold my assumptions. Uh, we were in Cambodia uh, quite some time ago, and our guide was a local lady, um, mid-40s, 50s, all right? She, for the first few days, she appeared to be really funny, as in the way she talks, the way she gestures and everything. Uh, all her speech, somehow, you know, in four or five sentences, will end up in a thereby, uh, you know, something like, uh, this road is leading to a city, thereby it is very busy. So we used to laugh at her, um, not openly among ourselves, and uh, every few sentences her voice will go up uh, and uh, reach her falsetto, which also makes us you know, crack up. But it is really something that happened uh, during the trip that really changed our perception of uh, her and all the local people in general. You know, initially we thought they were just uh, hardened, you know, cynical people who are just out to earn some tourist money. But this this event really changed it. So we were at S21, the uh, old schoolhouse that was turned into uh, a torture and interrogation uh, location headquarters during the Pol Pot regime. Uh, and... She, at that very spot, okay, there's a nice lawn in front of the building which has uh, a very nice gentle breeze and gentle uh, evening sun. So it was at that place, at that location, where she started telling us her stories, her struggles of how she uh, fought and struggled to keep, you know, keep up her life and keep up the lives of her family members and all that 
during the Khmer Rouge regime. So she started telling us about how she would venture out into the night and uh, steal fruits and steal things that can be eaten to feed her sister uh, and risk a beating afterwards. She also told us how she would save some of the items that she found for her mother when uh, they visit each other every uh, now and then. You know, and all these different stories of how you know she would march all the way from uh, one camp to the other just to see her parents and how she would protect her, her sisters and because she was the oldest in the family. So she told us stories of how she would protect her sisters and um, how she would support the entire family in this time of difficulty. So, you know, our assumption about those hardened, cynical locals who are out to earn tourist money really got turned upside down. We discovered that they, these locals, although they might appear to be hardened, to be cynical, actually has a reason and a very right reason to be so. And that the experiences they have undergone is really uncomparable to what we can even imagine and that we need to open up and understand what they have experienced, what their history and their life experiences are in order to fully understand what we see and in order to fully understand the people at that location. So that's basically why it's very important uh, for us to leave our assumptions and to just be open-minded and find out if you don't know about something, or if you don't like something, most of the time is you haven't understood enough of it. You just go ask. Just go find out. You don't lose anything by finding out. So, you know, it really just saves lots of frustration, lots of dislike by just asking that why question. And that's really the hallmark of a great traveller, a traveller who is able to understand and to really comprehend the experience that he's undergoing. Another thing about sightseeing when travelling is learning the significance of what you are seeing. You might see a certain object or an ancient building or some uh, artefact but if you don't understand what's behind that object, what's the story behind the object, what's the significance of that object, it's really useless. It's just uh, a sightseeing experience where you just see pretty objects, you know, nice gold, nice silver, uh, beautiful buildings, you know, magnificent constructions. And in the end, when you return, you feel a sense of emptiness. What have you learned? What have you experienced? You know, it's really, really a sense of emptiness, a sense that we didn't take the time to find out. We didn't actually know what we're seeing. We didn't know that, uh, or we didn't actually learn anything during our experience. So it's really essential to find out about what you're seeing to understand, to fully comprehend about what you're seeing. So at a site, you know, at a sightseeing site, 
don't get caught up in all the travel nitty-gritties, you know, like, uh, have I applied my suntan? Uh, does my camera have enough battery? Uh, you know, is my hat right? Uh, uh, do I need to wear long sleeves or short sleeves? Is, are my shoes going to get dirty? All these questions, you know, all these concerns are really trivial uh, when you consider the, what's around you, the significance of the things that you are seeing, you, that you are viewing. So take, a, take for example, uh, we were at Angkor Wat during uh, a recent trip. So what we initially did was we started taking photos, you know, taking pictures and everything. Uh, we thought the buildings were beautiful, the carvings were, were beautiful, and the, you know, construction was great and all that. But all these understanding were very shallow. All these were just uh, understanding on the surface. We're just seeing the object as it is. But a few uh, years down the road, we visited Uncle Wat again. Okay, and this time we had with us uh, a local guide who was really well versed in uh, Angkor history and you know uh, the culture of that uh, kingdom. So he brought us through that same place. He brought us through Angkor Wat, and but this time he explained to us the significance of everything that we were seeing, uh, how that played you know, a part in the entire historical narrative of Cambodia. How uh, what we're seeing, you know, is actually a depiction of some uh, epic battle in their uh, literature or something like that. So all these really deepened our understanding and gave us knowledge and insight about what we're seeing. Not just what we're seeing on the surface, but what we are actually you know, in front of and how much of a significance it played in uh, the history and the culture of that region. So really, it's essential, absolutely essential, to just take that few seconds more to find out about the significance behind the thing you're seeing, to find out the history behind it, to find out the part it played in the history and the culture of that region. That deepens your understanding and is much more rewarding than any photograph that you take, than any souvenir that you buy or than any uh, postcard that you send from that location. While we're on the topic of what to do and what not to do while traveling, I'll have to say something that I feel really passionate about. That's spending your money. Spending the entire concept of spending really f isn't part of the philosophy of traveling. But of course, you've got to spend your money. You've got to bring back something from your travels, right? So how do you go about doing it? If you're to spend money and just go into stores and all that, it actually only builds thicker walls. Instead of you getting to experience the culture, getting to experience the people, what you only see are the commercial side of the culture, the commercial side of the country. Uh, for example, the stores. If you're just to go into tourist stores, what you'll see will just be things that are catered to tourists, generic merchandise uh, about that country. But if you were to dig deeper and 
to experience the culture. Uh, you really don't have to restrict yourself to not spending money or, or buying things, but really do not let spending and buying things be an obstacle in your experiencing of the culture. Some of the best things, the best experiences in your travels comes free. You'll just have to seek out these experiences and to find out. And some of the best restaurants, the best deals are also not as expensive as you think. For example, if you want to experience full authentic cuisine, local cuisine, you don't go to stalls at heavy tourist drags that target, that market themselves as um, authentic flavors because they're not. They probably are more expensive. They probably adjusted the taste to cater to all foreign palates and they probably uh, are the idealized version of that uh, food item that the locals don't usually eat. So in order to experience the full flavor of the cuisine, you have to go to the locals, where the locals hang out, where the locals have their meals. Not only are they more economically reasonable, they are also much more authentic and they are the flavors that the locals actually have and they actually eat, not those targeted at tourists and promoted as you know, authentic flavors when they're actually adjusted flavors to cater to the international palate. Another aspect of traveling, of sightseeing during traveling that's really important is to be able to venture down the less beaten path. Really. Uh, sure, you need to go see you know, some major sites of that location. Everybody needs to see the Malayan. Everybody needs to you know, uh, visit uh, City Hall and you know, go shop at Orchard Road. But beyond, you know, apart from that, there are many more experiences that are just hidden. They're not those common tourist offerings. Those are what you need to take time to discover, to go beyond the common path uh, taken by uh, everyone else who's visiting that location. Throw away your map. Get lost for just that few hours. I mean, you're in Singapore, and Singapore's an island. We are connected by incredible public transport. Uh, four MRT lines, lots of bus, uh, and a whole army full of taxi drivers. So really, there's no difficulty or there's no trouble in getting lost in that sense. Just throw away your maps and venture down uh, the path that's less taken. You know, go explore one of the neighbourhoods of Singapore. You will find out a lot more about what we have in store. And that philosophy can be applied not only to travelling in Singapore, but to anywhere. Uh, I can remember once when I was in Shanghai uh, travelling there. And, you know, sure, everyone's got to see, you know, the band. Everyone's got to go to uh, Nanjing Road. And... Yeah, we went there. But some of the best experiences we under uh, we went through or we experienced were those that were not listed on the guidebooks 
were those encounters where we were walking down some lanes, some alleyways that were not listed on the guidebooks as major sites, uh, and where we were able to have a close experience with the locals and talk to them and find out and just get a glimpse into the daily life uh, and the daily workings of the people in Shanghai. We were able to see a food market, uh, you know, a wet market in that sense uh, of Shanghai in a fully functional neighborhood. So we got to see the fresh supplies, uh, people, all kinds of people, you know, housewives, the elderly, and all that, getting their daily supply of food items in the market. And it was really an amazing experience that far surpasses what you get to see at the major sites like the Band or Nanjing Road. So remember, always just dare to venture down the less beaten path. I suppose one of the most commonly heard things that a traveller talks about is culture shock. You know, the toilets are so dirty, uh, the food here is so spicy, people here wake up so late, uh, and all that. Well, culture shock is really nothing special. It's really nothing to, uh, to make a fuss about. In fact, all these differences in culture are essentially what we travel for, right? I mean, we don't travel to see a complete replica of our own culture, of our own way of life. We travel to seek out the different ways people go about with their lives. We travel to seek out the different cultures. We travel to see the unique things and, you know, get our minds blown over the fact that people there do things differently. And it works. It works. There is no set way to cook food, right? And if people there, uh, they have managed to survive for so many uh, thousands of years, you know, there's nothing wrong with the food. And in fact, it's something that we should experience and learn about. You know, traveling is one of the fastest way for us to get the maximum amount of surprises, thrills uh, per minute. It offers us the maximum amount of adventure that we really desperately want to seek in our uh, routine life. We all need to learn to accept and learn from the different cultures. Uh, well, if you don't like something, most of the time is you don't know enough. You don't understand enough of the thing and that's why you don't like it. Most of the time, if you were to ask a bit more, if you were to just find out a bit more, you will find out the reason behind pe why people do these kind of things or why this kind of things you know, exist. And you'll start to understand and to like it. And even if you, know, you, you, you still don't like that, uh, if you, don't, you still don't like what you see, then change your liking for a day. It's going to make your life as a traveller much easier. Face it, uh, let's say if you go to a country that eats spicy food, they're not going to stop eating spicy food just for you. You have to change your liking for a day. It makes your life much better and much easier. And it leaves you with a positive experience. Uh, in fact, the question that you should be asking yourself uh, when you see these 
vast differences in culture is what can we learn from this culture? What, you know, what is it that they're doing right and that we can learn from them and adopt their culture so as to uh, make ours better? Uh, and even if you think that you know, there's nothing that we can learn, which I highly doubt, but still, uh, if that's the case, then it still gets you to think, what uh, you know, about our own culture can we treasure? What have we taken granted for? For example, if you go to a country with really dirty toilets, not that I have anything against countries with dirty toilets, but if that's the case, then it gets you to think, it sets you thinking about how we can treasure you know, those clean toilets that we have at home. It really is an enriching experience and it has a cathartic effect on our lives. So really, learn from the different culture that you see and treasure the aspects of your culture that you think you are proud of. Well, I suppose I wouldn't be doing a thorough talk if I won't be talking about, you know, safety and security and the nitty-gritty when you travel. So, safety during travel. Never ever compromise safety or compromise uh, cleanliness uh, for budget. Really, it's not worth it. Travelling on a budget does not mean going for those uh, substandard categories. It means looking for alternatives to the more expensive brands, the more expensive lodging, the more expensive restaurants and all that. It means finding alternatives, good alternatives. They're always there, they're present. You just have to take some time to sieve it out, to find out about the different places, you know, those hidden gems in that region, in that place that you're visiting, that is on your budget and more importantly, up to stand it. I suppose this will not be a good episode on travel and traveling essentials if I don't talk about globalization. Yes, the you know, buzzword right now, globalization. It is increasingly difficult to sieve out the unique and the special due to globalization. If you were to march down the main shopping track of most countries, you'll be able to see the same few brands. Uh, LV, Gucci, Pucci, Ferragama, uh, you know, Levi, and all that different brands that are just all over the world. It's a reality. You can't hide from it. But that doesn't mean that, that the world is getting homogenized. That doesn't mean that diversity doesn't exist. It still exists. It's just somewhere that you need to dig a little deeper. Every culture or every nation, every region has its unique things. And it has its unique things that they are proud of and they retain over time. There are things that they hold dear to themselves and that they keep. So you just have to open your eyes and keep a lookout for what these things are. And then you'll be able to experience the unique and the diverse, even in you know, this age of globalization. But that being said, there is a sad reality that globalization is indeed wiping out some parts of the unique culture and replacing it with one big mess 
uh, one big blob of international culture. Uh, though that, you know, whether it's a good thing or bad thing, it's up to debate, but I believe that it is the duty as, uh, of us, we, as travellers, to both protect and spread the unique cultures. By visiting the different locations on your journey, you are able to experience and find out the different cultures that are available, that are present in different parts of the world. So you have to learn from that as much and to help spread the word and to help spread the culture. It only comes with understanding, with understanding of that culture and how it is unique, what makes it unique and what makes it work that allows you to help to protect and spread it. And what's more, if you to think about it, actually traveling allows you to help the protection of the cultures. Not only does it not wipe out these cultures, your traveling can help locals be aware and to be proud of their own cultures. Take, for example, uh, in our neighboring regions like uh, Bali and all that, with the present influx of uh, foreign tourists, it brings about a new type of awareness about their own culture. So traditional dances are being revived. Traditional crafts are being revived because there is demand by the tourists for that. So tourism and travelling and your presence as a traveller help locals be aware and understand that there is a demand and there is a need for uh, their unique cultures and that their cultures are worth preserving and worth maintaining. So I believe it's absolutely essential for all of us, all of us who travel around the world, to spread cultures and to help the preservation of every single unique culture. Remember, no culture is superior or inferior to the other. We are all unique and all of our cultures are worth learning. You know, it's really ugly for us, you know, for a nation to write some other nation's history book. And some nations are doing it. So in order to allow every single individual on this planet to have a part and to have their own mark in the world, we need to listen to the different cultures and to help preserve them instead of wiping them out in one big tide of globalization. Well, just to end this off very quickly, you know, we all like to bring souvenirs back home, right? Uh, it always marks a very good end to our journey. But the most important, the most treasured, the most valuable souvenir that you get, that you bring back from your travels, is not an object, nor is it a postcard, an artifact, uh, an artwork, or uh, a photo. It is something much more intangible than that. It is what you learn from your travels, and what you decide to weave it in into your own life that is really what's the most valuable thing about traveling. It's what you decide to change about your lives after you have returned back from your journey. It's how you learn, how you grow, and how you spread the word and turn yourself into a different and a better individual after your traveling that is the best souvenir.
That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. As this show is for you, the listeners, so if you have any questions or feedback, please feel free to send me an email at universalssfan at gmail.com. That's U-N-I-V-E-R-S-A-L-S-S-F-A-N at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to this show on iTunes. And if you like the show, leave a comment or simply just like the show on iTunes. It really helps. Also, visit our blog at yiountours.blogspot.com. That's iluntours.blogspot.com for show notes and other resources. Help spread the word and tell your friends about the show. If they share the same passion for travel as you do, they will definitely enjoy the show. Please also visit our sister site, ussingapore.blogspot.com That's ussingapore.blogspot.com That is an unofficial fan site with articles and reviews and tips on Universal Studios Singapore. Again, I'll link to all this on the show notes. Thanks. Look forward to seeing you again next fortnight. I'll also be posting up some bonus materials along the way. And remember to keep exploring. <laughs>